Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio's ESL podcast. Today is a super personal development special. Now, you guys know that I like posting these personal development podcasts because you know how good and how much they actually mean and they serve an overall greater purpose. And that's what we have today. So this is the wonderful third individual, Tony Ann. That's right. Astuto. Okay. She is the third that I met in regards to being referred by a wonderful human being uh, that I've known for more than a couple of years. And oh my God, what a journey. Guys, this is like, there's just so much in this podcast in regards to obviously, you know, things and different herbs that reduce inflammation. Um, She even inspired me to go check out, um, now she mentioned white willow bark. I ended up checking out another one called white mulberry. And this is another plant that actually helps with tinnitus. If there are any people out there who suffers uh, from tinnitus or tinnitus sufferers, um, these different types of herbs that are on this planet are phenomenal. And so she goes in to talk about different herbs, meditation, uh, chakra. There's a number of different things. We just kind of just go on this journey of health and evolution. So guys, man, I hope you, man, I hope you enjoy this. Again, like it, share it. Let me know what you guys think. Follow me on Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Follow her. All her links are in the description. If you guys, if any of that resonated with you, or if you have any questions in regards to what we said, her links are in the description. So please give her a follow. Please give her a shout out. And guys, without further ado, let's get into this bad boy. One. Guys, welcome back to another episode, man. Today is a very, very special one. I just want to give another special shout out, okay, to Miss Gala Trigo because she's the one that linked me up with this wonderful individual I have in front of me, uh, along with two others, uh, Suzanne and Marta. Man, there has just been so much in terms of holistic coaching, in terms of Reiki healing. Now we're getting into a completely different phase here with the wonderful Tony Ann today. So Tony Ann, thank you so much for coming on to my wonderful podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Much, much gratitude. And today is going to be a completely different aspect, but I don't even want to lay anything out. I'm just going to let you go down this pathway and I'm going to start taking out little it's and bits and pieces and we're going to go from there. So give the world your story. Okay, so I'm gonna start at the beginning and what led me down the path that I'm on. And I was born with very, very severe scoliosis, um, which is a curvature of the spine. It's an inherited disease. It runs in my family. And at the time, there wasn't much they can do for it. So when I was 12, I had an experimental surgery, one that was brand new to fix it where they put a rod in my back so basically all of the discs in my back are fused together to a titanium rod except for the bottom two so over the years i mean that 12 i'm not going to tell you how long ago that was but it was a long time ago (laughs) yeah yeah okay we'll take that (laughs) a really long time ago and you know, over the years, and I had two kids, and just the stress of it, it basically wore down all the joints under my spine. And the way the doctors equated it was like a heavy door on a weak, like latch, swinging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth over the years. 
a matter of time. So everything started to degenerate. Uh, my lower discs, my sacral joints, I have arthritis, I have compression of the discs, pinched nerves, sciatica, everything. And I had to quit my job and I had to go on disability. And when I started going to get treatment for this, there was really nothing anybody was doing for me. It's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, this happens from the surgery. And why don't you take some pills? And, you know, the pills, that's not the way to live. You know, they're Absolutely. giving me morphine yeah. pills. They're giving me fentanyl patches. Yeah, I could take these Whoa. things. Yes, I could take these things. And I'm not feeling pain, but I'm not functioning. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> it's a numbness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mask. Yeah. Exactly. Like you could say, well, okay, I don't have pain, but I really can't do much else besides just lay here. <laughs> so right. it's, it's really living. Um, right. And of course, so many dangers with going down that road of taking prescription drugs like that, pain, prescription yeah. painkillers, and even taking anti-inflammatories. I was on Celebrex for years, which also helped eventually put me in the hospital with a bleeding ulcer because that's what being on anti-inflammatories that are like that will do for you after a while. So it was like, okay, yep. this isn't working. What do I do now? Because this isn't, it's not getting me anywhere. So I started on this journey of exploring, where do I go from here? What are my other options? And it led me down the holistic route. And I started to learn about a number of things. I started to go to an acupuncturist. She's wonderful. I've been going to her for years. Um, I'm a Chinese acupuncturist out here. I actually work with her as part of my Reiki practice. And she really helped me a lot to get the pain under control. But then I also found using essential oils, using natural anti-inflammatories, using herbal supplements in a combination with meditation and kind of retraining my mind on how to view and process the pain got me to the point where now I don't take any medication at all. Wow. Just all natural. And I feel better than I have in more than a decade just doing natural. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's the journey. Oh my God. There's so much to unpack in that, especially um, when, like a lot of people, they know about my story. And I think I had already told you about my story, uh, waking up just like five days before Christmas and having ringing in my ears. Um, I remember that Saturday and that Sunday, there was just a lot of beep, boop, 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 like just sounds coming from both parts of my ear while I was at work teaching the kids. And I'm like, what is going on? That next day, I had a very loud buzz noise coming out of both of my ears. And I'm like, oh, something must have went. It was kind of like, you know, after you come home from a concert and you have that ringing noise in your ear, right? But it was just persisted throughout the day. Then finally I said, man, let me go to the doctor. And so when I finally went there, um, you know, they told me to do an audiogram and I'm like, okay, why do I need to do an audiogram? Because the ringing is coming from within. I don't even think it's coming from the ears. It must be coming from further in. Um, and so why am I doing an audiogram? Because I'm not going to be able to hear the very, very high frequencies, like in the 3000 Hertz, because the ringing is persistent inside my ears. So then finally, after the audiogram, I saw the doctor, he's like, you have stage one hearing loss in this ear. And I'm like, dude, how do I have hearing loss when I actually hear 
<laughs> when I hear the things inside my head, right? So those frequencies that I can't hear, it's because they're inside my damn head right now. And I'm just like, he gave me some medication and I'm just like, dude, what the hell's going on? Just a week ago, I was perfectly fine. I don't believe this. And so luckily, whatever medication he had given me, it was for 14 days, but I'm like, okay, but after the 14 days, what's gonna happen? So that's when I went into the whole herbal route. I saw a video and I said, okay, ashwagandha, okay, rhodiola, okay. Um, what is it? Uh, lime flower, uh, peppermint, uh, chamomile. Um, oh my God, LT and the, there was a lot. There's so many different kinds, lavender. Um, and next thing you know, it ended up reducing to the amount where I barely even hear it. Like, I don't even need it as a mask anymore. Like on a scale zero to 10, when it first started out, it was at a six. Now it's at a, on a scale zero to 10, it's at a probably 0.0. Sometimes it could be a 0.01. Sometimes it could be a 0.005. So basically I can't, I don't notice it. Right. And so in saying that the herbal route, you said anti-inflammatory drugs. You ended up getting a bleeding, uh, you know, a, a ulcer bleeding. And, but then I know the herbal routes and, and the herbal route and those different types of herbs, they serve as anti-inflammatories. That's yes. what's going on in my head, right? It's not the ears, right? Tinnitus has nothing to do. Well, maybe, I don't know, okay? But to be honest with you, it's not my ears are perfectly fine. It's coming from deeper inside. And that's what I began to discover. It's the nerves and the shooting off messages and the messages aren't getting through. They're kind of bouncing off different walls and this and that. So maybe, and you talked about acupuncture too, it reduces right. the amount of stress on the nerves. So when we talk about your acupuncturist, when you started discovering that to alleviate some of the pain and the herbs behind the anti-inflammatories, dive into that a little bit more. Well, when I started to see my acupuncturist, she started to help make me um, make the pain a little more manageable. But then I was still in pain every day, but it was a little bit more manageable. And then I started to seek out, you know, well, these prescription anti-inflammatories, I can't take them. I mean, I'm not going to end up in the hospital every so often with the bleeding ulcer. It's over. That's got to go. So I've got to find another route. And my first route was actually using essential oils. So that's the first thing I did. And I found a number, I used doTERRA. Um, that's the brand I use, but I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. And that's the route I started going down. And I realized that there's a few that you can use, turmeric, copaiba, lavender. Um, oh, those essential oils are relaxing. They calm the nerve pain, they calm the inflammation. So, and then, of course, then I started branching into herbal medicine as well. And uh, marshmallow root, chickweed, white willow bark, all of those are natural anti-inflammatories. And, you know, they don't have any negative side effects. There's no negative side effects from them. They work for you or they don't. It, you know, it's trial yeah. and error with holistic medicines. What works for one person doesn't work for another. And that's fine, but they're not going to do anything bad. So right. that's what I love about it. There's no negative side effects. You try these things out and you give it, you have to give it time. That's one thing with holistic medicine. I always tell people is you have to give it time. It's not like when somebody gives you a morphine Quick pill, fix. 10 minutes later, everything's gone. I mean, it yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. like that with holistic medicine. Uh, you have to give it the time. It becomes a change of life and, uh, you know, change of your whole lifestyle 
instead of oh. just popping pills. But mm. it does work. You've just because it's fixing the problem from the inside out instead of masking the problem. That's an important that what you just said right there is an important part. This goes in all different areas of life, you know, like alpha. You know, that's a very divisive term that males use to create that separation between them and humanity. Oh, I'm an alpha. Oh, you're a beta. There's no such thing. Okay, you're just creating that mass so you could look like you're beating your chest and look like you're King Kong. But deep down inside, you're just as insecure as anyone else. But looking at the medical mask in terms of that, um, it's just, um, wow. Okay, you said, wait, willow bark. Is that, is that what you just said? White willow bark, yes. White willow bark, um, a chick, chick, chickpeas, chickweed. Okay, chickweed. Chick I was about to say chickpeas. <laughs> I said chickpeas. I'm gonna eat those every day. Okay. <laughs> good for you. And there's food that you should actually avoid too if you have if you have inflammation. Okay. Uh, talk uh, about that. Yes, and that's a hard one. And I tell people that they always cringe because. I'm going to name three things and you're going to go, no, I don't want to give those up. I'm like, no alcohol. <laughs> okay. All right. That's no manageable. Alcohol. That's cool. That's cool. No limited caffeine. Oh, see, I knew you were going to go there for some reason. Uh, a Dominican lady, she had talked about that. She took some really awesome supplements and she realized that coffee was, it did induce inflammation. Okay. Go on. Wow. Yes. Coffee does. Now I drink a half a cup every other day. That's what I'm down to. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and I'm phasing it out. I'm phasing it out even past that, but I'm getting there. So I'm proud of myself for that because caffeine's not an easy one to give up. And then the other one is sugar, refined sugar. Oh, refined sugar. That's okay. Okay. Now natural sugar, if I, if I go to, okay, let me grab a couple of bananas, some oranges, stuff and like, you know, stuff like that. You got to keep it at a minimal. That's okay. Yes. Keep okay. it at a minimum okay. if it's refined. And one thing that people don't realize too, and it's something I discovered, is that a lot of additives, because I'm lactose intolerant, a lot of additives that they put in non-dairy milk are really bad for you. There's something called xanthan gum that they add to a lot of almond milk. And it is terrible for inflammation, for IBS, for digestive problems. It's awful you really shouldn't consume that in any like high level at all. And yet it's there, but you wouldn't think that, right? You think, oh, almond milk, it's good. It's healthy. It's, you know, all natural. Mm -mm. You've got to check the ingredients. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's terrifying to be honest with you. <laughs> um, like, like, and let's put it into perspective. Like, come on, let's be honest. These factories out there in America, they mass produce this trash. I'm very, very fortunate and grateful that I live in Thailand because the only monster ingredient I'm up against is called it's something called monosodium glutamate. In Thai, mm -hmm. it's called pongchurot. And that stuff right there, if you actually look it up on Healthline or any website, my goodness gracious, the side effects are horrendous. And to be honest with you, a lot of, and it's unfortunate, a lot of my Thai students, uh, their parents and their aunts have passed away or they're on stage four right now over the last couple of weeks. And again, am I going to say that, you know, MSG is the leading factor? No, but if you understand your environment, 
like I told you about, like tungsten was, you know, in the air out here in Thailand just two, uh, two years ago. And people were not wearing those, the, the, the mask to protect them. And since I started wearing masks, I haven't been sick in more than two years. You know, I have not been sick in more than two years. And that's probably because, you know, I'm very, you know, with the whole thing that happened last year with good old COVID, um, terrible old COVID. But um, yeah, in saying that, I don't know where the hell I was going with that thought. But with mass producing that type of food in America, I, it might be very, very difficult for people to find healthy food. So if you're that person, again, you living out there in good old New York, you know, rent being high and people saying, man, well, you know, I don't have that much money or this or that. What, what can they do? What are those small steps they can do? And for everyone out there, cause I got people from France, Russia, Pakistan, um, there's quite a few countries that actually listen to the podcast. So uh, the personal development, the other one, ooh, too many. Um, but yeah, what could they do if they're on a budget to stay away from that mass-produced trash, especially the Walmarts of the world out there in America? The Coles actually in Australia is actually pretty good. Woolworths is pretty good too. But yeah, just giving you an example, what could they do? What could they do? Well, obviously, if you're eating whole foods, that would be the best, right? Like you said, a banana, an orange, anything that hasn't been processed, I mean... I don't know how expensive the fruit is by you, but I mean, fruit is okay here to buy. Um, you, know, you don't want to buy any of those packaged stuff. And I, you know, what's unfortunate is that when you go to the supermarket, the unhealthy food is the cheapest usually. And that's yep. a shame. Yep. That's a shame. Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And if you want to buy all, oh, forget it. If you want to buy natural juice without all the sugar and additives in it, forget it. You, you get like a tiny little, little, little bottle and it's a fortune and if you have kids it's even worse so my suggestion would be obviously to cut back on the things you know cause inflammation cut back on alcohol caffeine and definitely avoid any artificial sweeteners like the like sweet and low and any of those like fake sugars oh, I got you. Soda all the time that's the worst stuff in the world. Avoid that. Um, I wouldn't drink soda at all. <laughs> I yeah, don't. soda stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not a good idea either. But um, And then try to eat whole foods as much as you can. I always say that, you know, no diet's going to be perfect. And that's not even just because of money. It's just because of us too. I mean, we all have our guilty little pleasures. I always think 80-20. Right. Uh -huh. If you're eating 80% healthy, yep. then the 20% uh -huh. is a little bit questionable. Okay. You can't take away my burger. You can't take away my pizza. Okay. But I'm going to eat it in right. moderation. Right. It's yeah. not like I'm going to eat it like three times a week. No. You know? No, 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 you shouldn't. And dairy can actually cause a lot of inflammation as well. So I would limit. I'm lactose intolerant, so for me, that was a no, like, no-brainer. I don't even have to give it up because I wasn't eating it anyway. But dairy can be very inflammatory for your system, and so can pork. Both those things should really, you should try to cut them back a lot if mm. you can. I, I don't, see. you know. In America, we're really the only country, I think, that people drink milk all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's like an American. Think thing. about it. Let, think about it. Breakfast. Come on, let's be honest, Tony Ann. Let's let's be honest. When you were growing up, 
anytime you think about breakfast in America, cold cereal, banana, waffles, although delicious, high in sugar. Uh, it could be French toast. What else do they have out there? That's what we, a, a cold breakfast. It was never a hot breakfast. I have hot breakfast now. Like, it's insane. Arsenio, what do you have? Oh, well, you know, I get me, you know, a nice handful of rice. You know, I get some some chicken on top with, you know, some different spices and an egg, you know, a, a, a fried egg over the top. Not a fried egg, like a, a omelet top type of style. What do you even call that? I have no idea. Scrambled egg, I don't know. And then you put that over the top along with some, some what is it? Some, some organic yogurt, whatever you want to call that, and a banana. You know what I mean? Like... You know, I have Japanese food with some some ginger in the afternoon. You know, I have a variety oh, of different things. So what what did you do? Yeah, ginger. Yeah. So again, that wonderful. Ginger is a great spice to add to your food. Um it's good for your digestion. It's good for your yes. autoimmune system. It's good for inflammation. It's pretty much good for everything. Um turmeric also. Chances are you're not going to be able to consume enough turmeric for it to make a big difference in inflammation, which is why you should take it as a supplement. Uh, you know, I doubt anybody's consuming enough when they just add it to their food because, yeah, you know, how much of that are you eating? It's a really strong spice. So, right, yeah. Right, right, um, right. But those are relatively affordable supplements, turmeric. It's not ultra expensive. I mean, some of the supplements can be, but that one is not. So that's a good place to start. Turmeric's an excellent anti-inflammatory. It's also good for your blood pressure, your blood sugar, um, and your immune system. Mm. So. Okay. All right. So what now, uh, man, there's just so much. And the discipline behind it, right? So again, looking at what we were accustomed to growing up as and what I'm eating now, and seeing exactly what it used to be like, especially in Australia, me having the worst diet ever, I swear, I kid you not. I used to have gummy bears for breakfast because that was the cheapest thing. So I would have gummy bears and a blueberry muffin. Listen, I was skinny. The amount of protein that I consumed on a routine basis was next to nine. I didn't know anything about that. This was 10 years ago, right? And so me being as skinny as I was back then and now understanding you know, macros and protein and everything, it all comes down to discipline now. And this is what I love getting into because some people, they could just write things down, but if they don't have the discipline, if they don't have a daily system or a routine in terms of putting that in, it ends up becoming problematic. So how'd you develop the discipline? Um, let's say either whether it was with herbs or you know putting in the right food into your diet, how did you go about doing that? And when did it become easier and more routine? How long did it take? You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. I'm actually launching a new program tomorrow Ooh. about that. It, and, and it's, it's I'll put that in the link, everyone. So if you guys are listening, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. um, and it's basically about how I started to create my routine and I call it um, the art of transformation. And it's about blending physical, mental and spiritual health together. And I'll talk more about that, but what I liked, I say it started slowly and I call it habit stacking. It takes you 21 days to develop a habit. Yes. And most people know this and it's good to start small because 
if you say, all right, I'm going cold turkey, I'm quitting everything, I'm just going to eat healthy, I'm going to do all this, you're never going to do it. You're never right, going to do it. Right, right. Most people can't yeah. do it. I mean, you know, they do it for a few days, it doesn't stick. That's what I find yeah. with most people, you know. So the best thing is, is just take small steps and start there first. So the first thing I did was I said, okay, what do I cut out of my diet completely? Or what can I start to ease out of my diet? So I started uh -huh. to get rid of sugars that I was consuming as drinks. Oh. So I just replaced any kind of soda or juice I was drinking with water and tea. Gotcha. Nothing added to okay. the tea. No sugar, okay. no milk, no nothing added to the tea. So it's like, okay, mm -hmm. so now I've reduced the sugar there. There's no sugar that I'm drinking all day. And of yep. course, it's important to drink your 64 ounces of fluid a day too. So yep. that's always good. And then it was like, okay, well now where do I go next? Well, the supplements were an easy one because you lay out supplements are just vitamins. You know, you lay them out with your meal, you take them. I mean, that's not too hard. I, I have my little boxes of, labeled with the days, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and I have my supplements. I take morning, noon, and night. Mm. And that's pretty easy for most people to do. That's right. not like a hard thing for most people to introduce taking supplements. And then the rest of the diet, I started to just focus on one meal. I said, on let's focus on one, one meal a day, making that the healthy meal, and then expanding oh. it from there. Okay. Like this week, I'm going to focus on changing what I eat for breakfast. Next week, mm. I'm going to focus on changing on what I eat for breakfast and lunch. And mm. I, as you do these things, it becomes more of a habit for you. And right. you find that you don't think about the other food as much after a uh, while. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I love it. Vegetables? Vegetables? Uh, spinach? Kale? There are different things out there. It's very hard for people to include this into their diet. But, you know, out here in Thailand, I would sit down at a table and they would bring a plate of vegetables over. Now, these leaves, it could be basil, it could be spicy basil, green beans. These are all uncooked. Cabbage, I know it's crazy. In America, the only time I ate cabbage was with corned beef, okay? Another <laughs> processed food, but very delicious. My mom would yeah. make it, corned beef and cabbage, right? But here in Thailand, you just snap it off and you eat it, especially it goes very well with spicy food or spicy soup or, you know, the different types of things we have out here. So vegetables, that also helps with digestive. In America, apparently 19% of the population <clears throat> is suffering from indigestion, right? Yes. And, you know, I mean... Uh, do you have that problem to, uh, like, like, obviously you having daughters and stuff like that, do they consume vegetables on a routine basis or do you like try to implement I have, that? Uh, my son and my daughter. Um, my daughter is good with it. My son is abysmal. I am still working on him. He, he is terrible um, about getting <laughs> vegetables. I try to sneak him on in um, right. any way I can with him. You know, it, it's not an easy thing, and especially because that's the diet that we have here in America, especially for kids. Oh, my God, don't even get me started. I'm sure Suzanne talked about that. She was on your show about the kids' yep. menus, how absolutely awful that is, what they feed the kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. But, um, yeah, vegetables are 
I have IBS and because of all the problems I developed from taking the anti-inflammatories for so long, I have a lot of digestive issues. So I can't eat a lot of raw food, which is okay. Oh, so okay. that, um, so a lot of raw vegetables will be a problem for me to digest. Uh, but I do, I can do, have them if I sneak them into smoothies, which is what I usually do. And that's how I get my son to have it too. I'll throw greens into the smoothies. So it's, it's there you go. Sneaking things you in know? like that. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. It's a great way to get your greens. It's a great way to get your vegetables. And, you know, it's, it's simple. It's, I, I use super greens powder, which I'm sure that most people can find in a health food mm. store. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, that's my smoothie. Mm. Yeah, smoothies are a great way for to get vegetables in, and you can mask the flavor for your kids. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. if you throw some of that spinach in there, they're not even gonna, you know, um, what is it? What, what's something? Oh my God, I forgot what it's called. Oh man, I have to show you a picture later. I completely forgot what it's called. You have no idea the health benefits of this. But when I went to a small island by the name of Krabby. Oh, I forgot the name. I'm going to have to send it to you later, okay? For sure, I'll send it to you later. But when I bit it, it was, oh, my God. My friend, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, my God, what in the world is this? And I saw the chefs in the back because we were on, the like, the fifth floor of this nice resort out there in Krabby, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I saw the, uh, the chefs looking at me. And then my friend was laughing and then she started speaking to him in Thai and they said, oh yeah, this has like 15 to 20 different, different health benefits. And I'm like, seriously, I, I, I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. I forgot what it's called, man. It's brown. It looks weird. Oh my God. It is terrible. I'm telling you. It's some kind of vegetable too. Oh my God. I wish I knew the name of it. I'm so bad. Um, Dude, I'm pretty sure my friend has it on her table at her home. I am not, I am not joking. <laughs> like when I see it, I'm like, hey, and it looks at me and I'm like, no, you know, it, it's just, oh my goodness gracious. Well, uh, it, I, it's, admit, I hate Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you like right after this podcast. I'm going to have to send it to you, but okay. So yeah. So think about it, Tony Ann. Um, back in high school, when I first started going to high school, I remember for lunch, they sold, right? They had these carts, mm -hmm. you get in line, you buy some things, and they had Subway. Yeah. They had Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. They had, listen, all of these things were crazy, like heavy and starch, fat, sugar, whatever you want to call it. Oh my God. Delicious. But then after about two years, when I went into junior year, they took it out. And they put all this other food in there. And I'm like, dude, this food is terrible. I don't even remember days even having lunch, to be honest with you. Um, because it was just terrible. But um, think about it. What they're feeding children out there in school today. Oh, man. I mean, it's ridiculous. So if we look at it like snacks, what are some good healthy snacks, good fats that people not only just children, but older people could fit into the diet, like avocado, maybe avocado salad, or, you know, what are some things that they can include? Avocados, nuts, nuts are a great thing to eat. Um, okay. Seeds, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, a world of benefits from eating those, you know, sprinkle them on top of your yogurt. And um, again, 
yogurt is another one of those things, especially if it's non-dairy, you want to check the sugar content because when things are non-dairy, they make up for it by pumping it full of sugar. So you want to watch that. And you also want to be careful about soy products. People who mm, don't- I heard about that too. Soy products are not good for you if you eat them in huge amounts, especially kids. It can affect their hormone development. Yeah, that's what they're discovering now. That it can Ooh, affect yeah. the hormone levels as they develop if they're having too much soy. So that's really something to consider. So. Wow. Yeah, these are some really good insights for a lot of people who are listening out there. Because again, like I said, it's not like both, you know, Tony Ann and I are like, you know, the ultimate you know, okay, we're gonna eat. We're enthusiastic about eating. We're super healthy. No, like I said, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna eat my pizza. I'm gonna eat my hamburger, but it's gonna be in moderation. I'm very fortunate to again be living out here in Thailand because I, you know, I have a tendency of always eating healthy. Um, green tea is huge. It's in my diet now, and I go with green tea that has no sugar content. I drink that thing pure. Like I don't give a damn. It's hard pure green tea with one of my friends now, we add vegetables into breakfast or uh, just last week, steak. I know I don't eat beef. Uh, to be honest with you, I eat beef maybe four times a year I, because yeah. obviously out here in Thailand, you know, beef, it's just like, eh, we don't really mess with it. But last week we cooked our own dinner. And to be honest, we, I had a ribeye and I put lime, I put all these natural ingredients. That was easily the second best steak I ever had in my life and I cooked it. That made, and it's ridiculous. I never thought I would be able to do that. I poured some lime on it. I let it marinate for a little bit too long, but it was still very, very tender and good. But you know, uh, some black pepper, um, garlic. How good is garlic? Oh, garlic is, is great for you, especially if you mix it with onion. It actually That's improves. Yeah. <sighs> That right. So these these different types of things, people, you can literally boil some vegetables, some carrots. Now, again, I have probably 4,000 to 5,000 different vegetables in this country. In America, all I would see is, okay, you got your cauliflower, broccoli, carrots. Okay, you got a couple other things, and that's basically it. But out here, there are so many different types of green foods. So try implementing that as, you know, as Tony Ann had said, into your diet and whatnot. Now, I want to hurry up and go into the meditation, right? Because a lot of people, <clears throat> they're probably discovering meditation now. And after what happened last year, a lot of people, <laughs> mental health and mindfulness, you know what I mean? Like it is extremely important. So your meditation journey, when you first discovered it, what did it start doing for you, the benefits and how often do you do it now? Oh, every day. I do it every day now. Yeah. Good. I have a whole, practice that I do every day. Um, that's Reiki self-healing and meditation that religiously I do every day. Um, I started it because I wanted, you know, I can't fix my disability completely. There are still things I cannot do. And even though I'm not feeling the pain from it, sometimes it would be very frustrating and I would get really worked up over the things I couldn't get done because physically there are impairments to what I can do. Oh. And there's no way around that. Like, you know, it's, it's damaged, it's damaged. And, um, you know, so I found that I would be getting upset 
and worrying about what I could do, what I couldn't do, what I was getting done, what I wasn't getting done. And I said, okay, I've got to stop this. I said, what I have to do is focus on the now. Uh, be present, be mindful, right? Because yes. if you're only in this moment, you're not worrying about what you don't do tomorrow. <laughs> right, 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 right. So mindfulness was the first thing I started practicing. Be mindful, be present. If you're just in this moment, you're not going to get stressed out constantly about mm. what you didn't or couldn't get done. Mm. So that was, and it also is, it's a level of acceptance there. And so I started to practice mindful insight, Buddhist meditation, insight meditation. Ooh, okay. So you used to, what is it? Okay. There's different ohms. I listened to that too, to do release, uh, re what is it? Stress release techniques mm -hmm. too. Uh, Brendan Bichard, he has the whole release, release, release method. Um, but you know, with you and Buddhism, um, you know, I listened to meditative mind. I listened to Glenn Harold. Uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, he has different things at the Agape International where they have, I don't know, um, the bowls, uh, the uh, Tibetan bowls. Oh, that is so, oh, uh, I don't know what it is about those bowls. They put me to sleep so quickly and it feels like they heal me too because I swear everything just goes away. And it, oh my God, I love it so much. So with you, Buddhism, there's so many different things, right? So tell us, what do you do? Do you use guided meditation? Do you use different sounds? Or is it just quiet time? Yeah. I do practice sound healing. I'm a certified sound healer, so I do do that as well. Um, I play drums. I have the drums. And I have an ocean drum that I use. And <clears throat> I'm not sure if you're familiar drum. with that. An ocean drum. Yes, I don't have it down here with me. But it is a drum that is filled with these little pellets. And when you move it, slowly it sounds like the waves mm. i love it and i just sit there and i kind of regulate my breathing and regulate the waves in my drum and everyone else in my house including my dog absolutely despises it <laughs> really your, your your dog despises it how so what, what's the reaction she just runs away. She hates it. My kids are like, that is so annoying. How is that oh, relaxing? Man. To me, it just totally puts me in the zone. I play the drum. I feel like I'm there with the water on the beach in the ocean and it's just Zen. And it works for me. Right. But yeah, apparently it's not for everyone. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I have um, a regular drum that I use. It, you know, you, you keep the heartbeat. Is that, that's the rhythm that I like okay. to play. And that starts to get me in the meditative state. Um, sound healing the frequencies, which I know you're aware of. Yep. Yeah. Meditative that's mind. That's my favorite YouTube. Yep. Yes. So those are also great to use. Um, the insight meditation is really about being quiet and focusing in on your breath. Okay. You want to focus on breathing in, breathing out, and basically clear your mind of everything. You're trying to strip down all the outer layers mm -hmm. and get to the I am inside. Mm. It's oh, man. not an easy practice. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, that's why having that guided, you know, like when I used to do healing sessions. Now, you said you're a sound healer. I'm going to ask you about that coming up real soon. 
Um, but you know, I had this lady, um, she is her consciousness level. I think she's probably over 700 already. And so she's one of the very few human beings on the planet who are at that, right? Because whoever else is above that, the only way that they could break over 800 is by meeting someone who's 800 to 900. And that's damn near enlightenment. We're, we're talking about you're in a completely different realm, right? And so I remember that when I would speak to her, after I'm done speaking with her, I would feel, oh, I, I, it's so hard to explain it. So she would heal me to boost my level of consciousness, you know? And she literally just goes straight. She asked my subconscious mind, you know, okay, are you going to allow me in there? And it's my subconscious mind, it was very easy for me after a while to just open up to her. And then when she healed me, like there would be different pressures and different pain markings, like in my left knee, it would become excruciating for like 10 seconds. She's like, okay, just focus there until the pain is gone. And that would be the dissipation of limiting beliefs. So you talk about like sound healing and healing in general, like sound healing. Walk us through that very briefly. About how I would use sound healing. Um, I'm actually yeah. fairly new to using that with other people. It was something I was using myself. Um, that's kind of intuitive. Usually what I would do first would do a Reiki healing because when I, when I do Reiki with people, especially when I can do it with them physically, I will get outside guidance from my own guides oh, sometimes. Okay. And they will kind of give me an insight as to what the person needs. Mm. And then I can go with it from there. Oh. And that's usually how I, I begin to work that in. Mm, okay. I'll be told, you know, I'll get an inclination. All right, this person should be listening to um, the 528 frequency. Yeah, there we go. So the frequencies, the different types of frequencies. Um, me, I listen to a lot of different types. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what it really means. But like, okay, you got 300, 400, 500, you know, what are the, what's the symbolism, you know, behind each one? I mean, how do we know which one to listen to if we want to discover that? Hey, okay, I want to check these out, okay, well, but I don't know what frequency. If you go onto YouTube, obviously you see it right there and they'll say what they're for. Um, 528 is the angel frequency. If you want to tap into the angelic realm, um, which is something that I work a little bit with, with Reiki. So, Yeah. Um, but then there's also um, the 400s are the frequency of the earth. And then there's um, the lower frequencies that are like a two and four hertz. And those are really meant for people who are trying to quell anxiety. Ooh, this is awesome information. Keep going. <laughs> Damn, um, I didn't even know I this. There's, there's so much. I mean, then there's the frequency for sleep, which I, I believe is... Um, Oh, I'm, I'm missing the number. It's eight something. I'd have to. Yeah. And, you know, and you, there's the frequencies that you could play while you're sleeping to just like heal your DNA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Let me hurry up and bring that up. Um, oh, my God. I would, because normally, well, the thing is, I can't play them very loudly, uh, but there are some that are unbelievably soothing. Let me hurry up and, oh, geez. Uh, this one. As a matter of fact, it's 963 hertz, but it's crazy because I play, I don't know what 963 is, right? But 
Yeah, it's pretty. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I play it very low because if I play it loud, it's a little bit crazy because, again, I still have the ring in just a little bit. Maybe I guess you could say it's paranoia. I don't want to hear any of it. So I play different sounds, insect noises, and that's to feed my core oh. desire feeling, which is Gia, yeah. right? Because I love nature. When I hear these sounds, when I see nature, when I see frogs and toads and squirrels and stuff, I'm so grateful. And that's one of my desired feelings. And I need that. To, I need to, like, feed that side of me, that natural, like, being in nature type of, you know, that side of me. So... When I, um, when I play these different insect sounds, it's good, but I also put on the meditative mind and this specific frequency, I put it very low, but sometimes it goes up and I don't know what it is, but it, I sleep very, very well with the 963. So I'm going to have to discover, and a lot of people are going to have to discover that too. So sorry. Yeah, I'll have, I don't, yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Um, I love to listen to whale songs because whales are my totem animal. So I love listening to the whale songs. I feel a connection to that. It's very I see. relaxing to me. Um, but you know, but that's very personal. And, and that's the thing with healing, with sound healing as well. I mean, like I said, the ocean drum, I love. The kids hate it. <laughs> it's not working for them. And so you have to find <laughs> it for you. Yeah. Because it's, it's meditative for me. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Wow. And again, they're young. You know what I mean? Well, maybe a little bit young. But at the same time, they'll begin discovering things in the next 10 to 20 years as they get older because they don't understand that from our perspective. I don't know it's because of age or this or that. But when they get into holistic and personal development and stuff like that, they're going to realize that there are different sounds, different things that put them in a very relaxing or maybe a very transformational state or a flow state where they get things done quicker. They're going to be like, you know what? How can I get things done? Jazz music, okay? The, oh, not yeah. so much the piano, but you know, that sparks up my creativity. There are different noises, different sounds out there that put me into different states of mind. And this is me just discovering myself. So as a 10, 15 year old, you're like, nah, man, give me some Cardi B, you know? But when you get older, you're going to be like, oh, okay. All right, when I go running, I love listening to instrumentals. When I lift weights, I love listening to this, you know? It's not like I'm gonna be listening to meditation while I'm like pumping iron, like, woo, yeah, 963 hertz, baby. No, 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 it's not like that, you know? But um, yeah, different sounds for different situations is what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, and man. People relate to different things. My son is very open to the essential oils. My daughter doesn't like them. She loves the crystals. So, it is, you know, all crystals. different modalities. Yeah. So, um, you know, he finds that the lavender really works for him and certain other oils that I give him will help him focus and help him feel better right away. My daughter, not so much. I mean, she's just not open to it, which is fine. I mean, I find there's a number of essential oils that I love both for the health benefits of like getting rid of the inflammation and helping with the pain, but also it would help him to get me in the meditative state. Um, mm. Tulsi is one that I absolutely adore. Holy basil, which Ooh, I don't know if you're okay. familiar with. Yeah. yeah. I will put that in my diffuser and all of a sudden I feel like, okay, rosemary also. And of course the essential oils do go back to your chakras as well. Mm. 
and I haven't discussed all of those good old chakras yet <laughs> and different things about that. That might have to be a part two because again, yeah. I'm still trying to discover the chakras, like the heart chakra. That might've been something for me that has been blocking me for the longest because of things that have happened in my past with different people, different friends. And then going forward with all the different trials and tribulations with relationships and me finally saying, ah, oh, you know what? No one will ever accept me because of this, that, and this and that. Well, I was healed. I was healed some uh, negative attitudes and limited beliefs last year. And then my, I believe that something within me, I'm not exactly sure, began to open up. And then that's when other things started to free flow into me and feed my soul and that specific chakra. So that's a whole nother podcast in its own, you know, but. Uh... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You want to open your heart chakra, you take an Epsom salt bath with lavender oil and you put some rose quartz crystals in the bathtub. Whoa, really? Mm. Epsom salt. Okay, that's huge for everyone out there. That is huge. Um, Epsom salt, salt. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, it's huge out there in America. I'm not exact, yeah. You could use Himalayan pink salt. Okay, okay. Or sea salt. That would work too, sea salt. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry, lavender and uh, rose quartz crystal. Oh, okay. Crystals. You can't put every crystal in water, but you can put rose quartz in water. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Oh my God, man! There's just so much. I'm telling you, I love it, Tony. And you're like an open book. There's so many questions, guys. I think you guys have probably been like that idea for everyone who's listening, like. A lot of this was probably relatable to you. So what I'm going to do, of course, what I do with everyone is put her links in the description, whatever link she has, so that you guys can reach out to her. Because again, with every different, with every situation, there was like something that she added in. Okay, so with this, you can add this. Okay, turmeric and ginger is good for this. And then she talked about opening up the chakra. Okay, you can use this. She's an open book. You guys got to reach out to her again. I'm so sad that we weren't able to get into chakra. We got into meditation, which the frequencies were absolutely, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to have to cut that up into a snippet uh, along with a couple of other things that you had revealed on here. Not a video snippet. But anyways, yeah, so in saying that, man, oh my God, Tony, yeah, thank you so, so thank much you. for coming on here. Thank you. Anytime. This was fun. Absolutely. You're very welcome. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Like it, share it. Make sure you reach out to her. Her link's in, in the description. And thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful podcast. I'm your host, as always, over and out.